so you'll have two ETHs. And hey, it could be worth nothing, or it could be worth a lot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and buy a bunch of ETH. But if you're a really crafty trader, you buy the ETH and you short the futures so that you're not taking market risk. And so what happens is people have been buying ETH, shorting futures, buying ETH, shorting futures. But the price keeps rising. Like in theory, if that was going perfectly, the price wouldn't go anywhere, right? right. People buy it short, buy it short, it be the same. The price keeps going up. That means more people are interested in what can happen to ETH after it is uh, merged. That was Gavin, I'm Rish, and this is Tomorrow's News. This is our third and last episode in our mini-series about the ETH merge. And today, we're going to be looking at what happens after the merge to both ETH and ETH Powell. So let's get started. Any information in this podcast is not intended to promote or recommend any particular product or services offered by Bell's family and associates. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any investor. Before making an investment decision, investors should seek professional advice. So I guess I was curious, like, what are the implications of this, right? So with this merge, what do you see happening? So there's always a little game theory in this, right? Because and what I'm telling you is not unknown at all. Everybody knows what's going on. September 15th, the, the network makes this transition. Everybody knows that, but nobody knows what happens next, right? Because everybody can look at this model and say, yes, that's what should happen. But we really don't know, right? We don't know how much transaction volume there will be on Ethereum. There are other layer ones, Avalanche and, and so forth, that um, also have users. Maybe Ethereum won't have the kind of usage people think. Maybe if it doesn't have the usage for a while and the tokens aren't being burned, then people will get a lot less excited about it, right? And then you might wonder, well, if it starts, the usage starts to slip, well, what makes it go up again? Right. And while it's reflexive on the upside, it's reflexive on the downside, too. So those are the risks. And as we sit today, there are some technical factors that are interesting. One of them is that there's this group of miners. We talked about them in the beginning who've said, well, look, we're going to continue to operate Ethereum the way it's always operated. And there's something called a fork. So there'll be two Ethereums. Ethereum operating by miners the old way and this Ethereum company that's always been that's always been going on this new path that you know that has most of the allegiance of most of the big users. But we don't know if this old classic like Coke classic of this Ethereum classic will be potentially very attractive and could get a lot of users using it. We don't know that. But what people say is hey since I don't know that the way you get your Ethereum Classic, or ETH POW as it's called, <clears throat> the way you get it is you own Ethereum on the day that the merge occurs, and you'll get ETH POW, and you'll have your regular ETH, so you'll have two ETHs. Does that mean that if I'm holding ETH, it would, I would have both, or that that would split? No, you would, you would have both. You would have one of each. And so is that going to just start being a different cryptocurrency? It will be. And like like anything you get for free, or you, is it free, is it not free, who knows? But like anything you get where you had one and now you have two, 
unless it's a share split where it's exactly the same thing. It's just yeah. split. Well, what can happen? People might sell them both, might sell one, keep the other, all sorts of things can happen. The most likely effect, of course, is that people will get their ETH pal for free and say, well, I don't know what it's worth, but if it's worth anything, if it's worth a dollar, I'll sell it. Because so I got it for free. In theory, I owe tax on it too, but I got to sell it. So let's say ETH and ETH Power are both trading at $1,800 that day. That ETH Power will go to a dollar from $1,800 as fast as it can because people just sell it, sell, 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 sell. Possible. Also possible that it goes down a lot and then people scoop it up, smart traders, and maybe it doesn't trade at $1,800 where ETH trusts. Maybe it trades at $180, but maybe it went down to 10 cents. And at $180, it's a heck of a return. So people will say, well, I know that. So when it goes to 10 cents, I'm not selling it, right? If it goes to 10 cents, I'm not selling it. In fact, I'm a buyer, buyer at 10 cents. And, and by that action in and of itself, you can actually have things that feed on themselves where buyers beget buyers and people think it's worth more and then they wait and see and people hold on. So we'll see. We don't know. We don't even know if ETH POW will be viable, you know, will be interesting. We'll have anything. Would it carry the same credibility? No. So one of them is backed by the folks you know and love at the Ethereum Foundation. The other one is backed by a bunch of folks you don't know. And if you knew them, you may or may not love them. These miners, they're largely based in China. They're not all based in China, but they're largely based in China. And they're the ones who are going to run the network, right? And people would say, well, the thing you know is we have a bunch of folks who know how to run the network in the classic way, in a safe way, right? What they won't have is users. Now, they might get users. People might say, well, we'll run them both. We'll run the ETH Classic and we'll run the, you know, the new ETH. But we don't know. We don't know. They may get no customers. Yeah, interesting. So that could really go either way. What do you think will happen to the proof of stake, the new merged ETH in the market? So you'll have two ETHs and hey, it could be worth nothing or it could be worth a lot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and buy a bunch of ETH. But if you're a really crafty trader, you buy the ETH and you short the futures so that you're not taking market risk. And so what happens is people have been buying ETH, shorting futures, buying ETH, shorting futures, but the price keeps rising. Like in theory, if that was going perfectly, the price wouldn't go anywhere, right? Right. People buy it short, buy it short, it'd be the same. The price keeps going up. That means more people are interested in what can happen to ETH after it is uh, merged. So let's imagine the day after the merge and it's all gone well. Now it won't necessarily be one day, but let's leave that aside. Day after the merge, it's all gone well. I own my ETH. Okay, I've got my ETH and I've shorted these ETH futures and I've got my ETH PAL now. Don't know if it's worth anything. What do I need to do? I need to close out my trade. I need to buy back my futures. Okay. Now I can sell my ETH and buy my futures. Or I might say, gee, this ETH is really going up. I'll just buy back the futures. But by me doing that, even if I did it for say half my position, I'm actually driving ETH up more. 
So what there can be is a strange scenario where if coming out of the merge, ETH is really powerful, it'll actually have an exaggerating little wind-up effect that we don't know what that does. Could be huge. On the other hand, we could be a sell the news. <clears throat> ETH merge happens, everyone's looking around for all this action, nothing happens. There's no action, no new users, no big buyback, no excitement, and ETH fades. And it goes back to, you know, it sits at about 1800 today, it goes back to 1000 or something, 1200. And in, and in going backwards, people get scared, People think, oh my goodness, it's a disaster. And that will feed on itself a little bit, right? So we, you know, we're not without risk. And then of course there are other risks, technology risk, right? Maybe the merge happens, but there's some issue that shows up, some technical issue. We don't believe that will occur. It's been tested and tested and tested, but who knows? Of course, then there's the other issue that between now and the actual merge, they discover some new issue and the merge gets delayed again because it's been delayed a number of times. That could happen as well. So if that happens, then everyone will go, oh, another month or two months or five months or six months, and the price of ETH will crater. Because who knows? So those are all the things that can happen. Now, plan A is the merge happens, and ETH probably, depending on how you game it out, uh, has the potential to be a two or three X from here based on. Um, users and its new economic model. And that's tomorrow's news about the Ethereum merge. It'll be interesting to see what turns ETH and ETH POW take in a month. As always, if you have any questions for Gavin or topics you'd like for us to discuss, do let us know and join the BFA Discord server at the link in the description. We'll be back next week with another episode of tomorrow's news.